You know, you'd bitch myself heard that deal you made with the brass. In the war tonight, I'll make that deal. How about you, you bitch? You make that deal? I make that deal. I don't blame you. Damn good deal. And that pretty little nest you feather for yourself. Well, if you're willing to barbecue the whole high command, I suppose that's worth certain considerations. But I do have one question. When you get to your little place on Nantucket Island, I imagine you won't take off that handsome-looking SS uniform of yours, ain't you? That's what I thought. Now that I can't abide. How about you, Udovich? Can you abide it? Not one damn bit, sir. I mean, if I have my way, you wear that goddamn uniform for the rest of your pecker-sucking life. I'm aware it ain't practical. I mean, at some point, you gotta have to take it off. So, I'm gonna give you a little something you can't take off. Hate introducing the you. You know what? You say something first. You have to. I'll I'll pick up from you, but you have to say something first this time. I did all the work before. That's right. Okay. I'm rusty. Yeah. Hey guys, we're uh. I don't know. Hey, it's live in Cinecolor. I'm sure there you, you guys have heard of us. There you go. There you go. You said the name. I and you know it's funny. I don't actually know if I'm gonna have the live in as part of the title or not. I kind of put that on the Twitter handle because I was like, I like it. That I've looks been telling it does, people it's right? live in. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'll go with it because I was I was thinking something like um, like, yeah, that works. That's fine. Hello, everybody. Yeah. I'm podcasting. Instead of Walter, we're podcasting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, there you go. There's a bit of there's that there's that air of um, of like people who take something seriously. And know what they're no, talking no one about called it bit. Technicolor. It was glorious Technicolor. Exactly. There you go. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for the support. It's it's critical when I'm fucking <laughs> tripping over myself leading into this. But yeah, hi. We're podcasting again. Hello. This is our second episode, probably, but it's our first recording. Hence why Ignacio did the terrible introduction, and and it might not even be consistent with the first episode. We're um we're experimenting i'm i've committed to getting as many to forcing as many people that i know <laughs> as possible onto this show to make them do more of the work and get some of it off of me so naturally i've 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 got a guest and i've i've made iggy come back to do to do this with me again and oh you know that that's fun we're we're doing movies now you guys we're doing movies and you know I just said this before I actually started, before we actually started, that this is, <laughs> I don't need to do this part because we'll have done it, but I did it anyway. So, you know what? That's fine. You're getting, you're getting double the introduction to this, to this show, folks. That That's, that's what you're getting. You're getting, you're getting a twofer because there's two of us. 
That works. That's right. That, that's a suitable excuse. Anyways, all the um, all the aimless uh, waffle out of the way. We're talking about we're talking about movies. Um, and it's me and Ignacio and whatever um person is foolish enough to say yes when I ask them to come on, and uh, a movie or two sometimes. In this case. First, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce the person I I dragged on here. Sam, say hi. Hello. There you go. He said hello. <laughs> that's Sam. We did it. Guys. I dragged him here Everyone's from a Discord that I'm in. That's that's where I know him from. And I was like, hey, anyone want to come on my show? And he's like, yeah. And I said, okay. And so now we're wow, here, which is great. Yeah, I know, right? I probably got like at least two other people from there lined up, which is good. I just started DMing random people on Twitter, and a couple people said yes, like. We're really, we're really in. We're we're really breaking right. new ground grounds in podcasting, right? Like we've got we've got two people who nobody knows hosting a show with a guest that people probably don't really know, and that's that's the best. No offense, Sam. Maybe everyone knows you. I don't. I didn't check. I didn't yeah. actually check if you have. You might be more a handful of my a handful of my peers in the industry I'm struggling to get work in are aware of me. And that's important. You know, there you go. Struggling. It to doesn't get work. It doesn't help me financially in any way, but people that I respect have seen my work and that's there you cool. Go. That's I wish I could get part. more of it. There you go. See, it's, it's uh, aspira aspirational. It's like the, the name of the game here, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's hoping that at some point, this will all seem novel because we'll obviously be um, uh, the biggest name in the business, right? That's, I, th that's what I think if you're a, a filmmaker who managed to like scrounge together a hundred thousand dollars and you make a movie and you're proud of it and nobody watches it because most movies with that kind of a budget are seen by no one, but your favorite director saw it and reached out and told you it was good and he's sorry that no one else saw it or you couldn't get a distributor at the festival. I think that would make a big impact on a lot of people, even if they do end up leaving the industry. So I it, could kill myself if that happened to me. I yeah. could just end I, it honestly, and be done. I would cry. That like would imagine be if, that... like imagine you, your movie flops at Cannes, but Spike Lee said it was good. That's pretty. That'd be it. I don't <laughs> need to do crazy. anything ever again. I would carry that for the rest of my life. I would take that, that to my grave. Hey, I would be fucking like 90 years old. My fucking grandkids over there like, when the fuck is she going to die? They're bored of my fucking dying room gathering already. <laughs> and my kids come up to me and I'm like, my boy. You know, Spike Lee loved my you movie, know Spike right? Spike Lee liked my movie. Do you remember when Spike Lee said he liked my movie? And then that's it. That's my <laughs> last words. I don't say goodbye. I don't say I love you. I say Spike Lee liked my fucking movie. That's it. For, That's for, all I need. For me, it's the, the Verge's Chris Welch said my reviews and write-ups were comprehensive. <laughs> <laughs> no, now actually, I'm I'm very curious because now the thought popped into my mind. In that situation, who would be the filmmaker whose compliment you would carry to your deathbed? Who would it be? Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Wow. Mel, Mel Brooks is someone who I would sit, who I will sit Shiva for when he does. Like that, that man <laughs> has done more for the uh, the Jewish American experience than any. Uh, oh, I don't want to get too bogged down in the, in the politics, but <laughs> no, please. Are you kidding? That's what I. Mel Brooks has made me. Mel Brooks has made me more proud to be Jewish than like anything I've ever been told to think about the uh, the ethno state. That oh. And we're topical, you see? Now, 
before I let Iggy answer, we mentioned the thing. <laughs> yeah, before I let you answer the question, Iggy Sam, I have to ask you: You're Jewish, correct? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Three. three Do you quarters. condemn Hamas? <laughs> Shut up. Shockingly, yes. Yeah, I don't. I think. I think it's bad when you attack people who aren't in the military. I think that's generally a bad thing. There you go. We did it. We we cleared the bar. The Israeli state and and uh, their apparatus in the United States should leave us alone. We should be good. We're there's, free to say anything we... else. They're not going to watch it. There's anymore. a there's a mech there's a mechanism. So if y'all say anything, you're anti semites. Obviously, yeah. yeah if I say right. anything, they can't call me an anti semite. So they call me a self hating Jew yeah. for um the word yeah. for uh, Jews conscripted to be guards at Holocaust camps. Someone called me that last night. So that was wow. That was that was cool. Jeez. That was really awesome. That. Like oh my god, it's great the state we're in right now. Like yeah, no, there there there's no there's no correct way or a morally acceptable stance to take to criticize the ethno state. So you just gotta like you know knuckle down and yeah. you gotta assume that someone someday is gonna dig up something you said about the ethno state, and then you're gonna have to say, hey, what can I say? I think children shouldn't be drowned in rubble. That's yeah. just me though. Yeah, that, that's why we're getting out ahead of it. That's why I'm I'm gonna like we're gonna so we're talking about Inglorious Bastards today, folks. Um, and naturally I'm gonna get out ahead of everything and say all of the anti-Israel stuff before we talk about the movie. So that way, who knows how far ahead they can just it'll all be contained to this one episode. So it's fine. My whole career can go. Had down World tubes, War II played out this way, maybe the state of Israel wouldn't exist. Maybe the state of Israel <laughs> doesn't exist. In the Quentin Tarantino connected cinematic universe, Tarantino right. we don't said know. free Palestine. Uh, no, he <laughs> probably didn't. Know. Did he probably did the opposite. Yeah, yeah he, he is. A, he is. A, I don't. I don't believe he's an Israeli citizen because he's not Jewish. But his wife is Israeli, and he's a permanent resident there. Uh, so. Tarantino not looking good. Not looking Doesn't good take for him. this is pre. This is pre-marriage Tarantino material, though, so it is it is free of whatever his wife did to him. <laughs> there you go, there you go. So th- this this was his pure form, right? This yeah. this was him pre-corruption by Israel. As this is <laughs> okay. I'm pushing it. I should stop. Whoa. I, that sounds bad. That sounds bad. Okay, it's fine. That's fine. Yeah. This is this is this is pre-married when the only woman in his life was Sally Mankey, his late editor, who this was her final film as well. This is the pinnacle. This is a uh, I don't know if you want to talk about the context of the movie. I find yeah, yeah. it fascinating for a lot of reasons. But so the fir- for the first seven movies of his career, Tarantino worked with one woman named Sally Mankey, whose job was to stop Quentin Tarantino from making the hateful eight and once upon a time in Hollywood. Why, why do you say that like do you mean so that in like, a, in like a like a literal in a, sense in, not, not a literal sense like, i'm sure she would have did phenomenal work on those movies had she not died but uh <laughs> if you pay attention to this movie and then the three movies he's made since it uh his run times have gotten longer his pacing has gotten less clean and his movies have shifted more into being about the vibe of it all and hanging out and having fun and like other That's than Django, which i think is it Django is a He's spiritual successor. To, yeah, no, uh, Django is a spiritual successor to Bastards, but Hateful Eight and Hollywood are very much like he's broken away from working with someone who's very willing to fight with him and yell at him. And his current editor, I need to look up his name because I always forget it. Um, 
this is why I bring guests on because they do so much more work for the discussion of things than I do. I don't know any of these people. <laughs> Fred Raskin. Uh, so yeah, Fred Raskin. Other than Django, which is pretty tight, comparable length to Bastards, um, similar themes and all that. Uh, Hateful Eight and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Raskin's more just like, I gotta make this three-hour thing at least stitched together in the most coherent way possible. But Quentin decided that the movie's three hours long, so I can't really do anything. Yeah. Where Sally Mankey, you can see the half hour she's fighting to cut in every single movie that she works on with him. Um, and this movie, I think, is... Pro- I mean, the editing in this movie is stellar. Um, but it's probably, to this date, his best script. Um, just some of the, the best shooting he's done. It's gorgeous. Um, it's... It is, uh, as as he, as Alzo says at the end of the movie, it might be his masterpiece. And we'll see after he uh, does the film critic and says he's going to stop. Yeah. I mean, didn't he say... I don't think he's going to stop. Yeah, didn't he say... I feel like so recently... Scorsese called him a loser. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Scorsese just called him a fucking loser. I feel like he can't stop now. He can't take that. He can't lie down and just... Like, that's crazy. I just, I'm like, sure that was so he's funny. going to make tv or something like that he'll probably write more books um after film critic uh will he make another movie before he dies a thousand percent um yeah like how old is he he's in his 50s he's in his 60s like he's not that old he can make a couple more I I I genuinely I would be surprised if Scorsese's statement about him doesn't like genuinely affect him to make more He's 60. I yeah, think he'll take the Jay-Z route. He says he's going to retire. He will for a couple years. And then he'll big. He'll have a big comeback film. And everyone's and he, like, oh my god. He's never said he's going to retire and just like, you know, go live on his little kibbutz after yeah. Film Critic. He's going to do other things because he dedicates so much time into writing and making each movie. Um, he wants to dedicate that time and energy to something else. So he's going to do so much production. He's going to make He's probably going to do a TV show. Um, he's probably going to actually produce a stage play. You know, the stuff that you can <laughs> when you're as creative as he is. It's the stuff that you can dedicate your energy to when you're the type of guy who's like, I just I just put my records on and I just uh, and, I, and I listen. That's how I come with the ideas for the story. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's a great sense. impression. That is good. That's pretty spot on. I feel like that. I feel like that does make sense though for his trajectory. That that's what I can do. I can do, I can do I, a I good Lauren Michaels too. I'll 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 throw him in there if it's oh, relevant. Yeah, just we'll we'll find an excuse. We'll we'll find a way to yeah. shove it in there. Just 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 for the impression. I love doing impressions. I can't do any well, but they're funny. Yeah. Do, now, do do you want to know why I say? You want me to talk about why I suggested Bastards as the? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. As the movie yeah. I'll talk about. So I was I I hadn't seen it since I was a teenager. I I, I bought I buy movies whenever they like get discounted to like five bucks on itunes because yeah. they give it, they gave me the 4k version of it and like oh what the hell i'll buy bastards i usually don't watch them after i buy them uh so i watched this a few weeks ago with my uh with my now fiance um she'd never seen it before she'd only seen kill bill uh before that i'm working on catching her up with with quentin's work um so this is her second tarantino movie um and it's i was just like shocked because like when i watched this movie as a kid i thought it was the coolest thing i've ever seen um because my dad let me watch it and it's it's like it's violent and it's about jews killing nazis really cool this movie also made me very proud to be jewish um but then 
looking back at it for I haven't maybe I haven't seen it in a, in a decade or close to a decade. Um, it is shocking to me, like as I've gone through my political awakening, becoming more left wing, right? Just how like it is a biting, flawless work of anti-fascist art. Like the message of this movie is basically that denazification in Europe was not effective enough. Full stop. We didn't kill enough Nazis after World yeah. War II. And that's yeah. why the world is the way it is. Um, yeah. So in in the whole, like there's it's out it's Aldo's speech at the beginning. It carries you all the way through the end of the movie. Not a single one of these people deserves sympathy for the things they did. Oh yeah. You know, it was it was great. That's that's just to jump into like the middle of the movie. That's something that kind of hit me looking at it from that lens. Um is the refusal to sympathize with any of them. The scene where um they they get caught in the in the basement bar and the the Nazi with the with the newborn kid um is like begging Aldo to let him out. Like, you know, using the kid as a as a pawn and they agree or whatever. And as soon as he's good, they just kill him anyway. Like uh the the <laughs> actress who I, I forget her name just shoots him dead anyway. I'm like, yeah, good. Fuck your kid. Your kid will be better off without a Nazi dad. Fuck him, little yeah. Nazi twerp. He's gonna be a Nazi too. And with and with her specifically, it's like we can't let this guy's a Nazi. He's going to tell everyone our plan. I have yeah, to yeah. kill him because we have to kill Kale. We have to kill Hitler. Sorry. Yeah. That um, is that is the peak of the thing. The fact that they kill Hitler in this movie, it's great. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's it even he's like so the movie does let him off the hook slightly because officers are more culpable than the people who serve beneath yeah. them and almost any military institution. But you're still a conscripted Nazi. Yeah. 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 All of them are guilty in the end, which is um a fun way, a fun way to 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 frame it. A lot of war movies take the take the stance of like imparting innocence on grunts and like the lower rungs of the military a lot of the time as people who are it's just a lot forced of like follow the, orders. the clean war mock. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Idea. Which is a big They're thing like, right oh. now. We're we're bringing back the 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 clean wear Wehrmacht lately. Thank you, Canada, Whoa. for leading the way on that whole thing. Like we're uh we're we're getting in we're getting in on the ground floor with this stuff. It's just it's refreshing to see um a film and and think of a time when it was just really fun and cool to talk about how much fun and and how awesome it is to kill Nazis and to tear <laughs> their hair off and scalp them. Like that feels right. cool. I feel like yeah. I feel in their like heads. this movie would be called woke now, which makes me want to kill myself. <laughs> Not woke. Quarantino you know it would be called woke. woke. You know it would be called woke though. Like you know somebody <laughs> would find a way to do it. Like, like it's it's it drives me nuts. But that's did like, they call What's Upon a Time woke? I don't know. Uh, don't... that movie's not really political yeah. in the sense of like. I mean, it's yeah, it's political and it, it has a certain point of view on Hollywood itself, but it's yeah. not like comment. It's not commentating on like the politics of its era. Yeah, um, I feel like it innovated that kind of well. I didn't watch it. The way it so. you you didn't? You haven't seen one no, long this, time? It's this was it's the great. last. Tarantino it's also movie very boring, which like it's it's probably Whoa, his most unique movie. I agree. Um, it's yeah. I like it a lot. It is very boring. I do Hollywood's, like it though. Hollywood's That's kind of the closest he's gone to like European New Wave, where it's like, yeah, plot, oh. whatever. Here's these really cool characters and we're having fun with them. Yeah, that is yeah, basically that what it feels like. Very yeah. vibes. Yeah, vibes like based. 
I haven't been good at analyzing movies. Um, I'm kind of figuring that out now as I decide to start a podcast about talking <laughs> about movies. Um, you get to do it in real time. It's fun. Yeah, there you go. And uh, why does Aldo want scalps? <laughs> <laughs> no, we got to break that down. That's like that's something I I didn't really look at it as because I, I you know my whole life I've just like I put on a movie and I'm like that was great I like that and that was kind of the whoa that was of, so cool yeah that's Can't basically wait to watch the next one the the extent I could get to it with um you're the uh, true, you're the that's you're like, the goes over your head you're the goes over your head meme no 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 whoa cool robot no, no, not necessarily no 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 not necessarily because I do get it like I do get it but usually um. Like the thing with that meme is that somebody's telling you that and it goes over your head anyway. I get it if somebody tells me. <laughs> I'm usually clueless because I'll usually watch anyway. a movie once and really love it and take forever to watch it again usually. But uh, the second any that that's also the issue. I'm very um I'm very easily manipulated. Um I'm very easily swayed, I should say. So anyone can impart their their viewing and their interpretation of a movie on me and I'll be like Wow, you're wow. so right. That's the only way I'm That's gonna so look insightful. at it now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the brain. Fight the big lizard. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Godzilla. Cool. We, we we're. I'm probably. I plan to circle back to the monster roast stuff eventually. Whenever they release the next Godzilla versus Kong, um, I was right from the beginning. Oh, I All the my fucking idiots. Stuff. I can't believe people thought Kong would win. Genuinely, just to go on an aside about that, I was very upset that people were stupid enough to think Kong would win that fight. But Kong won last love time. An underdog story, and that's exactly. why I support the IDF. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> haven't you seen their? Haven't you seen their TikToks? Can't you tell they're just really struggling out there? That's right. God. <clears throat> Let me get a um, sharpie to fill in this space between my eyebrows. That's a little Easter egg for those of you who've seen that. Oh gosh, I'm not going to explain that any further because it's sickening. Hope yeah, let's um yeah, I think that's a that's a that's a good idea. Um, and now before before I lose the plot on it, also I didn't give you a chance to answer Iggy, the, the question from before: who's the who's the director oh. whose compliment you would take to your deathbed? Uh, I'm gonna be honest, any of them. <laughs> That's I'm fair. Big, That's so true. Yeah, That's so real. Any of them. The, the talk to the, the guys who did talk to me are just like, bro, that was great. You did a great <laughs> job. Maybe not them, actually. Maybe not them. If it's anyone <laughs> comparable to my age, I go, yeah, that's cool. I wish I could be you, but I'm not you. That's but, so true. You know, thanks. That's so true. So they have to be a little, they have to be a little more weathered. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They have to be people who've been in the industry for like 15, 20 years minimum. You know, he's too yeah. good for the new blood. I guess I'll give you. I'll give. I don't know I'll if I'm Brett too Ratner good. Your number. He can. He can give you a compliment. No, 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 not him. No, no, not him. Don't say um, any. I can pick so many. <laughs> well, I guess. Um, but if, like, on a similar note of like someone who, kind of, sort of connects to the culture or my culture, my identity, ethnicity, even, uh, maybe Guillermo del Toro. I really love his work. He's a he's kind of been a huge like inspiration for my my cinema taste, ironically. Yeah. And his uh his animation work, his kind of championing for animation worldwide has been really cool. Of course, I also recognize like he's pale. <laughs> he's a pale Mexican. <laughs> he's so. not brown enough. 
I need a brown. I need a brown Del Toro to be able to. Well, yeah, compliment. Like, I always, it's a I always thing. thought he was Spanish because uh, he's so pale. No, yeah, he's right. He's from northern Mexico, which is why he's so pale and white. Yeah, yeah, and it's a, it's a, it's a thing in Mexican identities and culture. We haven't quite got rid of uh, that sort of caste system placed on us by the Spanish. Yeah, about like, yeah. Which is why, like, when I didn't get sun a lot, I was really pale. People would treat me really, really nice. Yeah, it's a thing that happens. Yeah, I used yeah. to be, um, I used to be a lot darker, uh, and stopped getting sun and and whitened right up or whatever. Um, and even this, even this part of me, is browner than the rest of me, like, which is go, you know, I I'm really pale, like up here. Um, oh yeah, no, I, the only reason I look remotely tan is because some of my arm hairs are blonde. So yeah. they just kind of blend together and make it <laughs> in direct sunlight and reflective. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. You can I wish... tell that I am I am indigenous to the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's the key. It's the it's the specific way you reflect the sunlight that 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 clues you in, you know. Yeah, yeah I, like, um... I should be where there's the most sun at all times. <laughs> You will Where I it'll, belong. it'll go great for you. Yeah. My heritage. Half your half the half the luggage is sunscreen to get there, but it, it's worth it in the long run. You know, to return Look, to your it's homeland so or whatever. It's, it's it's where we came from. <laughs> <laughs> um You need to live here, bro. You need to live here. I uh I wish gosh, I wish I knew that like that puts me up. I don't have like a like a cultural tie or an ethnic tie to a filmmaker i can think of cubans stay losing know. that's why wow <laughs> you're just no you're just mad that all our fucking shit's better than yours dude get a grip you get all the all attention my all the famous like, directors all the famous mexican directors have oscars dude just saying I'm sh- f- fuck i hold on i gotta there's i gotta Qua- google there's Cuaron. there's del toro a third one are there any there's- well, really well known. Those are the Cuban two famous ones. Huh? Are there really well any really well known Cuban filmmakers? Not that I can think of immediately. I know. Um, which one of the two is it? Phil Lord. <laughs> when, he, when he went off on his uh, on his anti Cuba anti Cuban oh, government yeah. stuff a little while ago because he's apparently Cuban, which I didn't know. I didn't know he was he's, Cuban. Uh, he's a major gusano. Um, mm. He went off yeah, around the. Sense. Around the time of the release of uh, Across the Spider Verse, or no, it was earlier in the year. Uh, it was earlier yeah, in the year. It was before that, but the it was in the run up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was during the marketing. I'm push. happy he got fired from Solo, a Star Wars story. Now, yeah, honestly, same. They're uh, they're kind of. I like Solo. Extremely though. overrated. I also like Solo. I have I bad like taste. Solo. I'm not afraid to admit that. I have good taste. I like Ron I Howard. like Solo. I we like need Solo. more journeymen in cinema. It's true. <laughs> I will fill that niche. God, um, no, but I need to be that somebody. third Mexican director. Don't, don't oversell. Don't undersell the journeyman. The journeyman has one job: on time, under budget, and that is hard. It is exactly. They fill. Somebody a has to do it though. Yeah. Look, Ron Howard gets to be best friends with George Lucas and Co. because he's under budget and on time. Yeah, that's why they let him that... stay around. Yeah. 
and sometimes they let him. You're doing that Sometimes they let him do rush, and I like rush. I love rush, dude. Yeah, I don't know what that is. is So good. It's It's a racing movie movie about F uh, F one drivers who uh, have a rivalry. It's really good. It's amazing, actually. Onto the pile. God, who the, no, the, I'm the, fucking. The I, yeah. I mean, I, I'm gonna be real though. Like for my actual answer, it, it would probably be the same thing that you said. Literally anyone, anyone can fucking <laughs> give me a compliment. Like any filmmaker of no forever. complimenting me, I could fucking kill myself. Like I'd be like, cool, that's all I needed. Thank you for signing the letter. Um, I'm on my way out. <laughs> that's, that's it. I don't, I don't, I don't need any any other accomplishments in life. But also like. To be real, uh, like I joked, but that would probably do the opposite. Like I could be at the lowest point in my life, literally ready to blow my brains out. And if <laughs> so, if they were if they were like, you made a good movie. That's it. Up. That's it. I'm living to a hundred, bro. It's it's over. It's <laughs> done. I'm not get, I'm not quitting. I'm gonna chase that fucking high for the rest of my life. Like ain't nothing yeah. gonna hit the same. The birth of my children, nothing. Don't don't hold a candle to to fucking who who's a fucking like C tier director who's a fucking you know no you know I take it back there's one there's one probably filmmaker I would not feel that way it's probably Mel Gibson I would not I would not want Mel Gibson to I hate Mel Gibson him. that yeah. movie you did was great oh, fuck now I have <laughs> to kill myself and I and, yeah. I and I love how you made it without them <laughs> still on, still on topic. I could speak a little about Del Toro if you want. Uh, the the first time I really appreciate him, like I always, lo- I'd never seen a, a Del Toro movie that I didn't enjoy. But the first time I appreciated him was when I watched the David Harbor Hellboy movie, and yeah, it was that movie made like, me wow. so sad because I I hadn't seen Guillermo's movies since I was a kid. So immediately after watching David's Hellboy, I went back and watched Guillermo's Hellboy. And just like from the first frame of the movie, I'm like, oh, I can tell this was made by a guy who cares and like decided where the camera was going to go and made <laughs> this sure is that made by a person. <laughs> this the the rain machine was heavy enough and we were lit properly <laughs> and there's there's contrast in these shots. Wow, yeah. what's the fucking this David like Harbour Hellboy that bad? It's it's, it's just it's it's less that it's, it's bad nothing. and just like it's the absence of vision to it. It's it's yeah. not art it's a commercial product like it is the david harbour hellboy is what people accused the early era mcu movies of being like even in the the most forgettable mcu movies there's usually a little bit of artistry unless you're talking about ant-man 3 um yeah yeah. eternals is bad but it had someone behind it (laughs) it's someone's bad vision but it's a vision it is it's better than having no vision exactly yeah and hellboy 2019 has no vision (laughs) That's sad, but I mean that's the case for a lot of because they're like, oh, the last one did this. Yeah, I'm saying like that's that's that it's depressing, but it's the case probably for a lot of IP stuff. No, it's going to be difficult to get like that. That's what every single fucking Mattel movie follow up to Barbie is going to be. Now that they're going to make a fucking toy universe of movies or whatever because of Barbie, they're all going to be so ready for Magic Eight Ball. I (laughs) genuinely, I can't wait for Jacob. I'm me, actually unironically like excited because what the fuck is me and Magic my fiance our Magic Eight Ball collection? It's gonna go through the roof. It's with the Magic Eight Ball. <laughs> nowhere to go but up, baby. We got we can't <laughs> to lose the moon on this. That's <laughs> to the moon. That's right. That's right. 
I don't want anyone to know how big my Magic Eight Ball collection is, so that they don't they know I don't know how much I've cornered the market here, but uh, <laughs> keep it on wait. the DL. Dude, yeah, well, dude, we'll, we'll, know, we'll all know when you're suddenly one of the wealthiest men in America. The 1995 right. Magic Eight Balls. Ooh, those are those are a tough get because <laughs> they yeah. they had a misprint on the on the the dice and the in the liquid. <laughs> so quickly recalled, easily confused the 96 unless you get the right answer with the misprint on it. <laughs> I don't have the expertise to 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 fact check you on that. So you know, the only way look, you can check it is you keep shaking it to check for the because you can't open the ball up. You have to yeah, ask it. Actually. Obviously, is this a misprint? <laughs> yeah, you gotta ask it. You gotta ask yeah. it, and it'll tell you. It'll show you. Signs it point to yes. It doesn't make sense. It's misprint. Signs point to yes. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> well, wouldn't that be a good thing? Because then you know you've got the right one. It's one of the valuable ones. No, no it shouldn't give the, the right because the misprint says mine point tests. Oh, so, oh, you're right. So it's got to be. It's just got to be a nonsense answer for you to know you've got the right one. There yeah, you go. exactly. A lot of digging. <laughs> I like. I like that. I like that we're still on brand. Just completely fucking going off about nonsense, which is great. Now, the critical juncture, right? Uh, talking about the movie we said we're going to talk about on this movie podcast. Now, there's a thing that I planned to do as a bit of a gimmick and mostly an excuse to drink. Um, I did not tell Sam about it because I for gore. Um, so ju- I'm gonna explain it anyway. Um, and I have a beer, which is as close as I'm gonna get on this one. The timing did not work very well for me in this. Um, so my idea generally, um, was to like kind of task everyone with making like a drink themed around the movie in question. And then ideally actually drinking it while we're talking about it. Now, in this case, um, my idea for a drink for this movie was a Heineken that you smash on the floor like like a Mazel Tov. Um, okay. Because it's, you know, like, haha, very funny. It's a German beer and then Jewish tradition. There you go. You smash it like they smash the Nazis. That's my thing. So at close enough, I don't have any Heineken, uh, but I do have a suitably disgusting beer. Um, to oh, drink in its stead, in, in like in its place. Um, so just just tossing that out there again. A thing that I'm realizing is that this is going to be our second actual aired episode, so I don't have to explain the whole gimmick. But you have as long as you have something eh, close enough, close enough. I'm just gonna. This thing is disgusting. It's been in my fridge for ages because I bought a six pack because it looked cool, and it tasted bad. This is it's it's a it's a ras it's a raspberry lager. Um, that and sounds it's delicious. Dis- it's disgusting to me. I don't have you much have of a taste beer. for alcohol. Do you like beer? No. Why did you buy I it? Went, so I've been chasing it because I went to Denver a couple years ago um, and there's breweries oh, everywhere. Shit. And I bounced around trying things and I learned I had a taste for sours um, and like fruit based drinks. Uh, and I found a raspberry uh, beer at a place that I really loved. Um, and so I've just been kind of chasing beers that taste like that since so I can find a beer I like. And this one was raspberry. And I was like, I kind of looked up what I could about it. And of course, 
the online beer drinking community's opinion of what a sweet beer is does not align with my taste buds. So I was like, this is sweet. Great. It's not. It's not sweet at all. Um, But it's I have to finish it because I've had this. This is the last one of the six pack that I bought like five months ago. And I'm slowly breaking through. I did learn I really, really like margaritas, mostly because I got drunk for the first time in my life last weekend. Um, I we was, stay winning. Uh, yeah, exactly. I was in uh, the, the Discord that I mentioned that I know Sam from. I was in there the whole time I was at the wedding telling them about how drunk I was, which is great. At least I know I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm an obnoxious, silly kind of drunk instead of like a sad or angry kind of drunk. So I take that as a positive. Anyways, th- this stuff is disgusting, but I am going to finish it by the time we're done recording because I need to get this fucking can out of my fridge and I refuse to not drink it for some reason. Real. What did you grab, Sam? This is a uh, athletic brewing upside dawn because I am sober. Um, and uh, it is a 45 calorie golden uh, golden ale, and it has mountains Rocks. on the can, like like Germany. Cool. Well, so uh, I'm the only one without a drink, so give me like loser. two minutes. <laughs> yeah, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I'm gonna go buy something. I got. I forgot. Like this whole up. Like I also I was gonna at least grab a Heineken. Um, and I don't have any money. I have like two dollars in my bank account right now. Uh, I just timed everything terribly. But that's okay. Uh, close you enough. Give me a heads up. I could have grabbed one of their uh, their delicious loggers. Uh, That's what I'm saying. I just I just whiffed on this one. I completely forgot to tell you about it. They do they but, do yeah. make a a light copper Mexican lager. Also, I've been eager to try out. Oh God, it's so nasty. Anyway, so the actual filming question, right? Inglorious Bastards, a movie I love like i'm obsessed with this movie it was when i first started actually kind of caring about movies more than just like that was cool and glorious bastards was like in my top three for a long time if i had a letterbox when i was uh 14 uh bastards would be in my top four until like two years ago Um, yeah it's just one of my favorite movies it kind it's the modern equivalent like the the stereotypical bro dorm poster is a, a pulp fiction poster put up with yeah. attack i think the fan base of the movie and the regard it has is similar to pulp fiction where sure. like people like it for the aesthetic of saying you bastard is your favorite tarantino film i don't know if as many people appreciate it for what it is like i think pulp fiction is a is a much deeper movie than something you put on your dorm because uma thurman is hot uh yeah yeah, that, I mean that. Generally, that that's I feel like that's the case with um, like you said with Bastards too. It's it's um, something that's aesthetically appreciated more so than it is in any actual I, sense. What would you get? Most evident. Sunset Sorry. Sour. No, you're good. You're good. Sorry. It's just some local brewery. We'll take it as long as we're drinking something. Sorry, go ahead, Sam. <laughs> I beer, think though. I think it's most evident in the <laughs> the first scene of the movie. Um. When we meet when we meet Londa, uh, the uh, the American debut of Christoph Waltz, more or less. Yeah. And I'm curious for y'all's thoughts. The this scene is amazing, and he's amazing in the movie. Did this movie ruin his career forever? Because I've other than Django, I've yet to see Christoph Waltz do much that's very interesting. Like 
he will get cast in something to be Hans Landa. Yeah. Um, oh, you didn't and like I'm sure that in, she... uh, Alita. He was he was he was the he was the dentist in Alita. He's either the dentist yeah. or he's Landa. I forget what the what the dentist's uh, name is in in Django. I can't remember what his name is either. Yeah, he's he's either the dentist or he's Landa in everything, and I'm sure he's very happy with the checks clearing. But I he also kind of missed his chance to be like one of the great actors of our time. Because he either allowed himself to be typecast or just, you know, maybe he just doesn't care. Maybe he's like, I do the one thing very well and I will deliver that performance uh, for $2 million and I will buy another house with that money. I mean, I, I think it's very much true that it seems to have, I mean, quote unquote, ruined his career. Whether Whether or not it's actually ruined, I think, depends on that distinction, whether he cares or not. If he doesn't care, he's fine. If he does care, I think it did ruin his career because he's just he's just gonna be Londa forever. Which like it's like a funny thing to think about that you debut essentially like his American debut with such a like stellar, overwhelmingly good performance that it kind of just fucks you for the rest of your career here. <laughs> yeah, he's he has two Oscars. Like there are there are actors who are better than him who have no Oscars. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But he he did. And they're both for Tarantino movies, and they're great performances. Um, but I, I don't, I've, I haven't seen his the stuff he's done in Germany. So maybe he's got a, a, a rich body of work. Yeah. Before Bastards, I have not seen it. Does he do German um, movies after Bastards or no? I can, I can dig through the IMDb if you want me to. I sure. Why not? I was under the impression he was also in theater, like he does theater, which is why I'm assuming. That might I don't be know. Case. I know he was. I know he was in German cinema, but I always assumed he does theater too, which is probably why he doesn't care about being typecasted so much. Because mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, these American ventures that are expensive, they'll give me money, and I can go. Oh to wait, hold on. I think no, you're right. Yeah, it's well, at least according to his Wikipedia, Bastards is the first thing on there. But this also says selected filmography. Um, hmm. I think if it's if it's that he does theater, I think you're right. It's probably a case of like he gets what he he gets his fulfillment elsewhere. But uh, as long as he wants the money and he wants the houses, he he keeps doing American movies. You know, prolific <laughs> television actor in Germany from 1980 to 2000, became Holy. a director in 2000 as well. Um, 2007, he narrated some audio. So yeah, he's a he's a TV actor. And occasional director in Germany, and then 2009 is when Tarantino taps him for Bastards. So he hasn't cool. gone back since. Thank you, Wikipedia. That's something that's like uh, interesting that I learned about a lot of actors. That's just like a, a part of learning about the craft when you start giving a shit about it enough to bother learning. Uh, that so many um, film actors do theater. Like yeah. I learned how huge Willem Dafoe is in theater, and I can't imagine going to a theater and just seeing Willem Dafoe on stage. That'd be crazy to me. That's just a Have weird Matthew Broderick is another thing for my brain. Yeah, Matthew Broderick's another one. He's like he's he's a he's in a lot of Broadway productions, um, because he he sells seats to people who like care about the theater community. You know, like he's yeah. not in like every biggest show ever, but he's he will do a lot of theater work. Um, he was in the season of Only Murders in the Building, and like he was the cameo that was least surprising because he's he is a guy whose later career is a fair balance between theater and um theater and film 
have you have you guys ever gone to like see a theater play or anything? I have or any theater shows. Yeah, um, I, I I've can been... I can flex my privileged upbringing if you want me to. Oh please, sit, go, uh, go ahead. It's the okay, Israeli. So I would, we we would go to the Fox Theater in Atlanta. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, so I saw a ton of shit there. I saw Hamilton the way it's meant to be seen, with not Lin Manuel Miranda as Hamilton, because. <laughs> Real. Turns out for the for the road show of Hamilton, they cast guys who can sing, and they do a great they do great work. Took his um, ass. Uh, yeah, I've seen Wicked like five times. Uh, we would see Annie yeah. every year. I've seen Book of Mormon original cast. Um, wow. Yeah, I saw the uh, the John Mulaney Nick Kroll Broadway show, but I guess that that's more of a stand up thing than Broadway. <laughs> I haven't seen a ton. I watched um. I remember way back in high school when I was so I went to two high schools uh, and most of my schooling and half of high school was or like all my elementary, middle and then the first two years of high school was down in the Keys because uh, I lived in the Florida Keys until I was 16 um, Ooh, mangroves. and stayed there. Yep. Stayed there in school till finish out my sophomore year and then came up to, to Homestead and actually met people of different cultures and ethnicities, just people that weren't white for once changed my life. But when I was down there, um, the school had money. And we could do stuff. Oh. So we went on a trip to New York. Um, awful trip. Awful trip. We had one actual New Yorker in that film. It was our film class. One New Yorker oh. who nobody listened to when she gave us recommendations and directions. Nobody wanted to talk to her. It was all the cheerleaders and the the teacher of the film class whose husband is the like cheer team captain or something. Um, just bouncing around New York going to shitty places, uh, pointing at Tom Hanks when we saw him go into our hotel, um, shit like that. And we didn't really do much, but yeah, Tom Hanks stayed at our hotel when we were there. Um, and we saw him when we were going into the musical we went to see, which was rock of ages. Uh, which is what we, what we saw there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We We watched Billy Elliot. We watched Billy Elliot on my uh, my uh, school trip to New York, and it was uh, it was the chorus trip. We played in Carnegie Hall. That was that was fun. It was like you're gonna be able to tell everyone you sang in Carnegie Hall. Samuel I said, "I'm 12." Um, <laughs> I was God, how old was that? I was either I think I was I was 14 or 15, um, mm-hmm. and it was I don't know what the venue was. I don't know anything about it. I just remember that the they offered jello shots which we several of the kids tried to get and they caught us trying to get them uh because <laughs> we're children uh on the way in we either on the way in or on the way out tom hanks was across the street because there was a huge crowd making it a huge pain in the ass to get through because he was across mm-hmm. the street um and then yeah and then either i also don't remember the timeline before or after the show he was in our hotel room when we were checking in, he walked across the lobby and we were like, oh, it's fucking it's Tom Hanks. Wow. None of us have been this close to uh, a famous person in our lives, I guess. Uh, we were all excited about that. And that's the extent of my of my connection there. And then I've seen um, a, I've seen uh, a local production at a local theater uh, relatively recently. Um, Damn. And that's uh, and I don't remember. It was like a, it was like a, an original production, I think. I honestly don't remember. I feel bad not remembering, but. Um, it was good. It was a good show. I like I like going to theater. It's nice. It's it's like a it's a fun way to to watch something. But that's like that's the that's the extent of my of my experience with it. The theater well, scene I in went Austin to, uh, is weak because we have just small theaters here. 
like you don't yep. get big broadway productions here i think yeah ut will occasionally put on something but it's not often enough to like uh, and also the the residencies aren't long enough that you can actually get tickets for it yeah we don't we don't have any like i think the only theater we have here was the one i had my high school graduation at um and it was it's like i don't know what they do every time i drive by it because i drive by it to pick up my uh <clears throat> my my kids from school they have um on the marquee they have uh an advertisement for their big lebowski watch party from last january but still there um i don't that's last january yeah yeah it's this january like like one of the weekends in january of this year is when they're doing their big lebowski i know i thought it was coming up and i noticed that it's from la- the beginning of this year i was like, like geez is anybody anybody swapping this out I've also seen the posters for their Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde production, which is also from like a year ago. Um, but I don't know what they're doing now. This is insane. Uh, I've only ever gone to local productions. Um, either stuff at ASU or stuff downtown. And that's basically it. It's all been like original stuff or like Edgar yeah. Allan Poe things, which is like, sure. Hey, that always sells seats, right? <laughs> who, who doesn't love Edgar Allan Poe out here, guys? I love Edgar Allan Poe, dude. He <laughs> rocks. Yeah, I um, I haven't seen much uh much myself, but it is it is it is fun. I try to go when I can. I have um I have the chance. I have a theater that regularly shows stuff uh, relatively close. Um, and I I try to go, but I'm still I'm still also just trying to focus on getting myself to go see movies when they come out, which is also difficult yeah. for me. Of course. First, first time I'm going to a theater in several months uh, is to see Killers, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon this or next week, and I'm After gonna. Night. I'm not watching it in theaters on opening day because I'm afraid of the children, but I am gonna see Five Nights at Freddy's in theaters also. I'm. It's I will Peacock be watching right Five Nights now. Tonight. Yeah, it's on there now. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. it should be up sometime today. I don't know when. No, I think I think it's up like. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's. It'll be up today or tomorrow. Um, Damn. Hopefully. Right okay. Now. Oh, I hope. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's, that's a peak, that's a peacock drop. It'll get. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely watching it nothing. on peacock. Um, I was just playing to do so tomorrow because it came out tomorrow. Thank you, thank you. Um, because I, uh, I have like I have other shit I have to do today, so I wouldn't have time to watch it today yeah. before work. But I do plan to see it. Um, yeah, the, but uh, back to the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> back to the top. It's very easy to go on tangents. I'm sorry. Um, this. This opening scene with with Londa, it's one of those. It's it is burned into my mind because it's just mm-hmm. so like, it's Tarantino just showing off all of his skills, writing, blocking, camera camera movements, and and Mankey's editing, just all pieced together. This beautiful little this little shoebox scene, um, where you just get just like you feel the tension ratcheting it's up. Crazy, it's, it's brilliant. The, I the, mentioned how the. the how impossibly bright the light beaming on the table is. Yeah. It's 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 such a like striking visual the whole time. I remember I was I was talking to um just as I was preparing to come in, because I I so I work overnight, so I usually sleep in the morning. And I got a bunch of sleep at work last night. Don't tell my bosses. I usually get like two to four hour naps in at work when I can. And I thought I was all good. I fucking overslept. So I was watching the shit out of that movie right before we started. Um, and as I was finishing it, like ten minutes before we before we started, I I mentioned to to Iggy that I'm just I'm like completely taken aback by Walt's performance every time I watch this movie again. Like it just I, I forget 
how good he is in this movie every time I watch it, which like really uh, reinforces the point that you made that it like kind of ruined his career. Um, but it's like it's just it's really good. I I haven't I haven't watched. I mean, I haven't watched a lot of movies in general. I'm doing my best. That's what this is for. Um, but it's like I. I, I especially don't have much um, experience with like foreign language cinema or anything. Um, and it's just, it's very engaging to watch them speak in like three different languages in this opening scene and how they kind of bounce around. I think that's a really cool aspect of the whole movie in general, that it's a big American production that isn't afraid to use other languages a lot for like big chunks of the movie. Yeah. There's three languages for the whole movie. It's German, French and uh, mm-hmm. English. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they cast appropriately for that. But yeah, the, it's 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 a it's a great performance, and Londa is a great character because he is like, he doesn't see himself as a villain even like yeah he sees himself he's 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 a he's a bastard who's out to get like power and money um, yeah and so, like, once he sees once he sees things going the other he's he, and he's like I can be really good at my job and that's how he gets high in the ranks of the Nazis and as soon as he sees yeah. things going the other way he's like ah the Americans are going to be the global superpower i will secure my way with them because uh and it's and it's almost it's not like nazis wormed their way into the american government after the war in real life that would be bad yeah that'd be crazy good thing that that's yeah, a, that, that's contained entirely to fiction that's it <laughs> it's it's a good thing it's it's just it's self-contained to this to this fun story and that that yeah. didn't happen well, that would I love be when bad. Things don't happen. It's cool. yeah i know we we love when things are good we love when things uh, turn out Ooh. great and, and evil is defeated because, you know, it, when you can say evil dies tonight and mean it, that's a good thing. That's a good day. That you know? rocks. Like they, they get it. They, they got it. Uh, that, that, that fateful day Hitler died in, in 1945, evil died tonight that night. That's what happened. <laughs> I fucking love that stupid thing. Anyway. Um, I, I think, I think it's interesting also the, the way it plays with time because uh, the next scene when you when you meet the bastards i believe four months passes between introducing everyone and then the scene with the uh with the scalping yeah and everything and then in like a week or so after when the private reports everything to hitler and he's just he's skipping over all of this stuff and you kind of have to you kind of have to roll with him that this guerrilla force could be successful in Nazi Germany mm-hmm. um, because, you know, where they are, they're away from, they're away from the front and everything like that. It's sort of a, it takes a, like a dreamy approach to the time chunks in that, like, yeah. it'll, the things will stretch out or they'll just completely be cut. Cause it's not necessary, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. like you, you don't, don't feel it. You don't them. really like stop and question how much time passed. You're just kind of rolling with it. Like, you get the progression. You get what's happening. Uh, them setting up and then them making a name for themselves, going around scalping Nazis, Nazis and stuff. You know, it's uh, it sells itself like and what it's trying to do. So well, and it does that's... it well enough that you don't like stop and ask like how much time has passed. Does this make sense? Because who cares? They're fucking. They're they're scalping Nazis. They owe Brad Pitt 100 Nancy scalps, and they they have That's, to get yeah, it. The reason they are successful is because their mission is righteous. Um, yeah, <laughs> they're going to kill Nazis. They will be successful because they make no mistakes about what they're going over there for and why they're trying to 
and why they're trying to kill these people. I think yeah. the best cut in the movie still is in one of my best cuts, one of my favorite cuts in like any movie is I want my scalps or you will die try and you're uh, you're going to get me my scalps or you're going to die trying immediately cut to Hitler. Nine, 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 yeah nine. yeah it's good yeah. it's good incredible it's really good uh the it, it's like the the flow of the whole of the whole movie really works for it it's um i think doing the time jumps like they do um also just kind of like makes the whole the the whole pace of it feel very uh like very quick like it's it's very much not trying to waste your time which is something you don't get out of uh like you said tarantino's movies uh later on um yeah they they feel like they have something to do and something to say and something to show you and they're gonna do that uh as as efficiently as possible and it works really well it does wonders for the movie as whole and like and the tension of everything as well like it's like and it also it feels like it's it's very cathartic to go from the opening scene with with londa to to the bastards just scalping nazis because you're just like oh i can't wait till they do that to him at some point that would be great like it's yeah, a, you're, it's, you're it's waiting for the intersection of of him yeah. and them. That's a fun thing too. I think about the whole movie is watching the the bastards slowly make their way to like inter intersect with the with the other plot line of the movie and Shoshana yeah. and everything. I think it's really good because we we don't see them for a long like you have you have this I think it's ten or so minutes stretch um, between. Of of like the their of their chunk of the movie, um, with the, with the scalping and everything and the bear Jew yeah. and all that, and then the rest of it, the rest of the chunk of the movie is Shoshana setting up op- and then at the and then you meet back with them at the at the final act with uh, Operation Kino and yeah, um, and then the execution of that whole mission, and so you you have to he uses this time very effectively, and just showing you how fucking cool it is to kill nazis like this like yeah the entire rocks. the entire scene where he's threatening him with the bear jew is perfect it's so good it's so yeah. good everything about it top to bottom is just yeah it's you, really good have, this is the first movie where he worked with a uh, neil morconi um who came back for hateful eight where he won his oscar um i believe that was the first i believe that's a neil morconi's first oscar um because it was a it was a huge moment when he won for hatefully uh but his score here is also incredible um and it's so good uh, it's so the 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 thing that plays as soon as soon as he starts coming out coming out of the tunnel ah so it's so good dude it rocks my uh, my my fiance is my fiance is not jewish and we will have a a running gag any point uh, where she'll like she'll say an actor is hot and like you know he's Jewish, right? Because she, she, <laughs> there's just so many of them. Yes, <laughs> you know, the, the other day we were watching Our Flag Means Death, and she's like, "Damn, Blackbeard's kind of fine." Like, yeah, you just like Tyke because he's Jewish, and she's like, "Yes." <laughs> she's got to think. Hey, she's got to think for the Jewish fellas. What, what can you yeah. say? Got a reminder of it at every opportunity. Yeah, so when, when when Donnie comes out of the tunnel, she 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 paused the movie and she said, "I'm sorry, I need a minute." <laughs> oh my gosh. I couldn't. I couldn't pull that. I do. I do. I made. Um, he looks. He looks great. He does. He looks immaculate swinging that thing. It's, it's like I just want to. I just want to think. What, what? What? Why is he waiting in that tunnel? What? Ha- did he do the assault? And he's like, okay, guys, I'm gonna go in the tunnel. Yeah, right. Get me out when you. <laughs> Call me. Call me when you want me to ding the bat. It's a good thing they had that tunnel. He had something to ding it on. You know. Yeah. 
and, and that, that's like I think that's like like it's funny, but it's also something that's like the same thing we mentioned that you don't really stop and question what's going on. You're just in it. Uh, I didn't at all stop to consider why he's just like like that happens to me in movies sometimes. Like a scene like this where you think it's kind of funny to picture them getting there and then they they fight all these Nazis and then what did they send Donnie into the tunnel? Did they did they send Donnie into the tunnel and then lure the guys the Nazis there so that he would be hidden the whole time? What's the logistics of doing the intimidation move with Donnie? Because if they were fighting, they would have seen Donnie before, and they'd be like, "Donnie, get in the tunnel before we bring this guy over here." Like, but I don't really think about that because it's just kind of fucking cool when he starts digging the bat on the tunnel and then he comes out and beats the shit out of him. That shit rocks. It's a rule of cool. Yeah, yeah. He's in the tunnel it because it's it's dope when he comes out of complete darkness. Yeah, with yeah. like a star of David and dog tags around his neck, ready to beat fucking the shit rocks. out of a fascist. It's That's so cool. <laughs> it kicks ass like it's it's like it's this is a, a thing that's very nebulous to me um but i think this whole scene uh kind of is like a, a very good like quintessential example of what it means to just kind of be badass like to watch the movie and be like bro that was fucking that's badass, badass dude that's badass like that it just that's all you need from it because it really sells the bastards as a group uh, and what their mission is. But it's also just fucking badass, dude. It just kicks ass. It rocks to watch these dudes kill some Nazis and scalp them. It's nasty, though. It is gross to watch them scalp the fuck. Ugh. But it's cool. It's cool. And do, I, you have a, do you have a problem with, like, gore and stuff? It's not really. Not usually. It kind of depends. Like, like that movie Terrifier, I'm never going to watch that. I'm not interested. Well, they're bad uh, movies, so yeah. That I thank, thank you. I, I I agree without seeing them. Um, but I also won't watch something like most of the Saw movies. I'm not interested. Lame. Uh, fuck you. I'm just I'm not a I'm not a gore person. But like, if gore happens, like when they scalp the dude, I don't really mind it. It doesn't really unsettle me or anything. But it, it I will usually go like ugh, ugh, sometimes if it's like bad enough. A yeah. smidge. Well, I was just wondering. Cause... Yeah. No, um, yeah. Obviously, a lot of Tarantino movies are violent, and they utilize that violence to different effects every time. But I think you know, that like this one is a particularly wielded type of violence. A lot of the, unless it's some, so like I think I can make a pretty good uh, dichotomy with it in that like, like the 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 scene at the end of Hollywood when he kills the murderers or whatever, that doesn't bother me because that shit's goofy. And I'm sitting there like, fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, man. Fuck him up. This shit rocks. Like, it doesn't really, like, affect me like that. But something, like, a bit more slow and methodical, like, scalping the dude, like, centered in the frame is a little gross to me. But that's about as far as my discomfort with it goes. Uh, what are your thoughts on, what are y'all's thoughts on Shoshana's parts? Because she is kind of the heart of the whole thing. She's like my favorite character in the movie. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's amazing. But like the, the whole plot centers around her and like, yeah, what, so there, I was, I was listening to, I was watching um Red Letter Media's analysis of some of the Indiana Jones movies, A Temple of Doom. And one, they, t- uh, one of them talked about is like, I, I should have noticed this earlier, but uh, Raiders of the Lost Dark is a Jewish revenge movie. It is, it is a Jewish man getting revenge on the nazis and saying that god will be the one to smite them down for their evil acts eventually yeah because you know miriam is jew miriam's jewish indy isn't but uh they're not the ones who take the nazis down it's their own hubris and willing and and what they want to do it's the ark 
yeah go against god's people with this this is a jewish revenge movie where the jews have all the agency where it's not just the bastards but it's also shoshana like if the bastards plan did fail shoshana was still the one who got this golden opportunity who was still going to take the nazis down yeah i've yeah, always interpreted um, as a sort of revenge movie um, yeah so like i, I, I love that and i think shoshana. and i think the whole movie and it hinges on her performance because it's it's very it's very uh uh what was it it's very contained uh it's not like super flashy like she's not sobbing all the time she's not hate she's not like hatefully scheming or like she doesn't have a big you know um uh, a, a poster board of londa and she's just waiting to find yeah. him he yeah. just happened uh, to she, show up they all just happened yeah. to show up and she took the chance like she hasn't been yeah. stewing in this her whole life yeah there's in, so there's still this idea that like hey maybe it was god who put her to put him there mm-hmm. for her to get her opportunity to get revenge for her family being murdered but she is still the one who had to act on it and it's like it, that that is a big part of a lot of uh of a lot of jewish mythology where it's like god's the one who kind of kicks the pebble towards you and gets it rolling down the hill. But you're, you have to be the one who sees it and be like, ah, my magic stone. I shall do something with this. (laughs) Yeah. Let me make, let me make a golem who will stop the blood libels. Thanks for this power. God. Yeah. It's, um, and I think also your, um, what you mentioned about it being like their own hubris that undoes them and stuff in, in Indy, uh, kind of, feels uh very similar here with with londa because he likes to toy with people and fuck with people and you know that he knows it's shoshana the second he sees her because he offers her milk like he knows it's her immediately but he he waits because he's like i'm gonna fuck with you or whatever because he thinks he can do that and he doesn't he ends up failing to stop the entire plan because he doesn't know that she plans to burn the whole place down or and he lets two of the bastards still get in the building when he when he captures um uh hammer's mark and and everything like i think he's also at a different point because it is further along in the war he knows what's gonna because the the first scene in the movie is is years before she runs away when the nazis are like on top of the fucking world um so when we finally get here the war is it's look the writing is on the wall um he probably knows where it's going he's he's looking for his exit it wouldn't serve he's a, he's an inherently selfish person it wouldn't serve him to out shoshana he's like oh whatever this is the jew i let get away yeah she's it's her movie theater who cares does he know and he probably doesn't care one way or the other if she takes nazi high command down as long as he has his way out yeah because he he's he's very self-serving regardless although like i do think um he comes across, at least to me, as someone who does still earnestly believe in the in the Nazi ideology and everything. Like, and he he does earnestly hate Jews and shit still, uh, regardless of his uh, willingness to just jump ship and stuff when the when the opportunity presents itself. He does present as someone, at least I'm pretty sure, uh, who's meant to clearly still believe in in Nazism and stuff uh, genuinely throughout the whole film. Yeah, despite I being, mean, like, but also. He, he he can recognize that like in order to get away with it after this point into like mm-hmm. a i guess a less tolerant society mm-hmm. yeah is that you have to you have to create a sort of double speak after this point you know which yeah. is why he's running to america like in order to sort of carry out a sort of neo-nazi beliefs and everything 
from that mm-hmm. point forward. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's like, he's working with what he's got, essentially. Yeah. He can recognize like I might need to downplay it a little bit. Yeah. Maybe save them instead of <laughs> Yeah. I um yeah, I think know. Yeah, I, I think that's why she's important. It's like Operation Kino would fail if Londa was not as self-serving. Like he would have caught the bath. It fails almost immediately because they blow their cover. Um yeah. because Von Hammer's mark yeah. picked a bad meeting spot. Um, Londa caught them. He didn't have to put the explosives under Hitler's in Hitler's box. He could have had Donowitz and the uh, the other one seized, and it would have failed. So, I think that's the that is the ultimate part of the movie. It's like the agents of government are not going to be the ones who save you. It is going to be the oppressed who save themselves. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Who commit. And it's not like save themselves like, oh, Shoshana got away and she saved. No, Shoshana kills all of the Nazi high command. Yeah. And then that, she... that was the objective, not her own yeah. survival to see the results of it. Um, yeah. Which she, also feels like, a, like a big thing while she does it. Yeah. And it, it, it and that, that's also like, like a big thing about it. I think um, the idea of, of martyrdom and like uh, that, like her, her objective was to kill them, and she didn't care if she made it. She didn't care if she, uh, if she was known for it or lauded for it, because she had her, her, her whole reason to do it. And as long as that was accomplished, then that's like that's a win in the end. Um, yeah, she, which she has is... her boy, she has her boyfriend. They maybe they can have a life together, but she doesn't want to be selfish. Um, yeah, she is fully willing to let herself die as long as it means killing all the fucking Nazis. Yeah, and it was it was also it was uh good. It was kind of just also cool to see like a black man also get a chance to like get mm-hmm. revenge on a bunch of Nazis for for what they did to them too and help kill them. I think that was like a like a cool additional inclusion that they made um her boyfriend a a black man and that they worked together to to do that and all that. Yep, it's 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 pretty epic. <laughs> it's just pretty cool. It's pretty it's pretty freaking sweet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's 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 good um and i i i'm also curious what you guys uh on your opinions on the i fucking know his face and i don't know his name the guy who plays uh uh frederick zoller mm-hmm. uh on like his his like whole inclusion in the film as like a like like a doting little uh war hero who just kind of likes this girl you know i think it's um it's kind of a fun uh or fun it's kind of an interesting like contrast to the rest of nazi high command um and the rest of the nazis in the film that he seems like uh just innocent by comparison because of the way he acts and the way he behaves like a like a fucking schoolyard like a kid who's just has a crush on some girl or whatever it's very uh it's a little silly and i think it's a it's kind of a neat dichotomy with the with the other nazis in the film and stuff the way he acts and the way he the the face he puts up uh with her to try to get his way with her um i think it's i, I mm-hmm. think also it's, it's, a, it's a good performance in general um i really like him in the movie i want i want to know for y'all where do you rank this among uh, the tarantino films for y'all um look controversial opinion i don't like tarantino too much mm-hmm. oh, i think he's fine i just don't I, i'm not into his movies like that but this one i, I don't know I've seen like six of them. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, three. It's third. Third. I like Django and Reservoir Dogs more. Nice. 
What about you, Sam? Yeah. This is probably my favorite. It's it's it'd be this, uh, Django and Kill Bill, um, because each of these he's playing in genre more, um, where Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, Jackie Brown is also genre, um, and that yeah, so he 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 plays with genre a lot, but this is like each of these is like a very different thing with yeah unique identity that are that is unique from other stuff in his filmography where you yeah. can find a connecting thread between uh, reservoir dogs and pulp fiction and jackie brown yeah um, death proof is where he goes like full genre and for the worse but death proof isn't even that bad <laughs> so all right it's true you already know what I'm going to say. You probably don't know what I'm going to say. Um, first, I'm going to... Um, there's still too much of this beer left, so wait. Hold on. I still have a lot of wine, too. But <laughs> I don't, I'm don't. i not going to drink that. Like half a can. And this is basically uh, beer-flavored water for me, so I can... Uh, that was disgusting. Real. I finished it, though. 0.5 ABV. So there, there's something in here. Oh, what Ooh. is this? What is this? 16 fluid um, ounces. <laughs> I crushed the can in a show of force. What is the percentage on this? I don't know. Um, it will usually the be towards, uh, the, uh, towards the label. Sorry, the bar. Yeah. Uh, this one, the... the Sunset Shower. Sunset Sour. Uh, 5.3 ABV. Respectable. I'm going to yeah. look it up. Um, But... <sighs> Uh, to give my embarrassing answer, now that I've chugged the rest of that beer. Um, Bottom. You I'm have a rank alcohol content. Four point two percent ABV. So here, here's the here's the big reveal. I have only seen from Tarantino this, <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and the first hour of Hateful Eight. Mm, that's first all I've seen. Hour. So we're gonna compare oh Inglorious Bastards, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and the first hour of Ingr- of Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. Inglorious yeah, Bastards is my favorite. Inglorious Bastards is my number one. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, my number two. I don't like Hateful Eight. The first hour of it, I don't like it. And that's where I stand. <laughs> that's where I stand on him. Um, I do want to see Django, and I want to see Reservoir Dogs, and I want to see Kill Bill. Django's pretty good, but I haven't. Kill Bill. I, I Kill Bill's type. I heard Django's tight. So, um, I'll update my ranking when I get there. But that's where I'm at right now. Inglorious Bastards at number one, by default, mostly. Uh, the first time I watched this movie, actually, I stopped about half half an hour before before it was over. I saw you say that. That's insane. Yeah, I was sitting in my college dorm while I was. Uh, I watched it. With, How are you going to uh, stop half friend? an hour before it ends? We were hungry, dog. We wanted to go eat, and we were tired of the movie. So we stopped it. And it bothers me eternally, knowing that I stopped it then. That's crazy. That's like the best part of the movie, too, is the very end. You could have gotten so based. You would have gotten based out of your mind. It's true. Seeing the end of the movie. It's In true. College, you, I was already liked. I was basically how oh, I am He was now. already based. You were already based. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Maybe you would have gotten more based. Maybe you would have gone down to your college Republicans uh, club and uh, said something. Burned it down. No. You that said would that would have been the me. way to do it. Take, take it. Take it from. This is downtown. Take that lesson from the movie. Burn your enemies in a small building where they can't escape. Small building. I'm gonna burn them personally. 
Uh, personally, Smallville. they got even better. Even better. Scar <laughs> them, scalp them, burn them. The words of these uh, these two folks. I I disavow. <laughs> I, I, I disavow it, it, the words disavowed. of that's fine. Of of of, of rubles and Ignatius. I am I am proud to stand aside, um, stand beside Hamas in being disavowed by Sam. Uh, I I proudly join their uh join join them. Uh, I, I have them at my side in that at least. Um, <laughs> mission accomplished. Movie discussed. We did it, guys. Disgusting beer. Drink. I'm gonna have a, a a better actual thing uh to drink next time, and I got food. It's it's rice and and chickpeas. Oh, shark chickpeas. Yeah, what's a little the, shark bowl. The it's the only bowl I had. Uh, curry chickpeas. What? Before we knew okay. that the uh, before we knew that the film critic was going to be the film critic, I had a friend top tell me, Samuel, you know Tarantino's final film is going to be about the IDF, right? And I said, Oh my god, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Dear God, I hope not. <laughs> what would that even look oh. like? My I God. don't know. Is, is it is it about the Nakba, but it's good? <laughs> Jesus. We've been given this country by the United Kingdom, and we need it, but there's people there, and we got to go in and get them. While you're under my employ, I want 100 Palestinian scouts. Yo. <laughs> Oh. They they just they they bring they bring back the the bastards. Um, it's a it's a sequel. It's a direct sequel to Inglorious right. Bastards, where the, the, the old surviving bastards, bastards or their children, go, yeah, go do the knockdown. Yep, big connective tissue there. It's crazy. People go nuts. He's never done a sequel before. Wild sells sells like has he never done a sequel? No, I'm stupid. Kill Bill. Kill well, Bill. Kill Bill was no, like Kill one Bill's movie not, though. Kill Bill was gonna. Kill Bill was going to be no, four like, hours, um, and then the one yeah. scene made him cut it. Yeah, it doesn't really count. Which is the worst thing that Harvey Weinstein has ever done. It's true. <laughs> That's right. When it... I saw the Weinstein Company logo at the beginning of this, I was upset because they made him cut Kill Bill in two. Don't know anything else about the guy. <laughs> That's his worst crime, actually. It is. Yeah. It is. Making Tarantino yeah. cut his film in half. Making, worst thing making people Harvey edit Weinstein down their movies. has ever done. That's right. Statement made, fact. Uh, confirmed the biggest crime committed by Harvey Weinstein is cu- is making filmmakers and his cut, brother don't forget their films and his brother <laughs> and his brother <laughs> my voice recorder does not like sharing space with zoom so this yeah, audio is gonna be it's all good bunk. I'll I'll piece it together I'll I'll figure out the fucking shit show later uh and give myself a headache over it it's okay I got time um I, Wait, I, I told I my fiance I was doing a podcast about Inglorious Bastards, and she said, "I thought it was going to be Israel versus Palestine." Oh, oh, love! If only, if only. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can circle back to it. Um, I'll ask you to come back on when Captain America Four comes out because they're supposed to put the IDF superhero in it. Oh, I forgot yeah, I about that. Yeah, no, they're, they're gonna put idea. the Israeli superhero. They're not in idea. It. They're just Israeli. Uh might as well be though. Like, come on, come on. Are we really gonna believe? Do we really like, not expect some? It's a. It's called New World Order. Come on. No, they changed the title. What are they they changed the title. I, I hope so. I hope so that they fucking introduce the Israeli character in the New World Order movie. That's so bad. Look, Marvel has gone on. Look. They know well, what they're doing. They let's don't talk like about it. the MCU. It's 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 movies we watch and pay for. That's it. That's, that's we the need MCU. to round up Marvel and Disney High Command 
and bastards them. Fucking burn down the whole building. Bring them to the pre- would... premiere of Captain America 4 and burn it all down. I mean, honestly, yeah. <laughs> In the but... process, save cinema. I cannot, I cannot wait for the both sides monologue the Israeli superhero is going to give in that Oh movie. my god. It's going to be so, so good. such a good it's going to be so good. It's she's going to she's going to condemn both sides equally because it's an equal conflict where both sides are equally yep. capable of yep. harming the other in equal ways. Yep. <laughs> both sides have the power to turn off the other's water and that's what makes it the Both sides have the power to just erase hospitals and 500 people from existence in the blink of an eye. They they can just both do that. It's yeah. crazy. And both have the power to discuss it on open communications channels and be like, we are so evil. We should bomb the hospital. Yes. Both we sides bomb have the access to the internet right now. It's true. They can all make TikToks. Hamas is <laughs> out there making TikToks like crazy. You just don't see Dude, it. I'm, I got You're so not many on Hamas, Hamas TikToks, TikToks right like, now. It's true. You're not on Hamas talk. You're not on Hamas talk. Okay. You're not on Hamas talk. <laughs> you gotta get on Hamas talk. Okay. If 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 you're if you're you're missing out big on the next cultural movement if you're not on Hamas talk. Okay. It's it's. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet that. I'm gonna tweet that from the podcast account and no. it'll be the first. I, I love live tweeting. Make sure stuff you make sure you quote account. tweet. The, make sure you quote tweet the the compilation of all the Israeli talks. And be like, yeah. y'all might think this is sick, but Hamas talk is pretty You're right. savage. Okay, too. I gotta go to at where I need a I need a fucking link to the to the. You have Israeli to show that part. you have to show that you you're condemning both sides. You're right, equally at the same time. You're right. I was gonna search Israeli TikTok. Um, I'm not quote tweeting Jackson Hinkle. I'm not doing that. I think I I think I posted in the in the cord. If you wanna if you wanna search my, my actually, posts. you know what? I don't want to come off like. I don't want. No, I don't want to do that. I'm not. I'm. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna post about Hamas talk. Yeah. <laughs> Why? What's the problem? <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> I'll figure it out. <laughs> um. But, uh, look at that. I'm just looking at these waveforms on my recorder. I don't know what this is gonna sound like. It's not gonna be good. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, Don't be doubt okay. it. Don't doubt it. I'll work. I'll work it out. I'll, I'm, that's se- I'm sending relatively for. clean audio through this uh, computer. Yeah, you sound, sound fine. Compressed. You yeah, sound, you probably sound better than I do. You sound fine. Maybe it's all clean. It's all good. You absolutely sound better than I do. So, yeah, his his is shit. That's right. <laughs> we 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 provide a range of of quality here, so that so that poor people and wealthy people feel included in all. In all if it's unusable of, okay. audio, we just record about a different movie. Yeah, we just yeah, we just come yeah. back, come back. Bonus episode, you know. <laughs> Bonus episode. We're talking about live, die, repeat. That's right. Doug Lyman's oh, uh, sci-fi action masterpiece. I kind of actually do want to watch that. I, I would I would do sick. one on that. Honestly, you <laughs> haven't seen it. No, you know I don't watch movies. This is what the show is for: is to get me to get the fuck off my ass and watch movies and watch movies. I know. Yeah, because I I will occasionally watch a new movie, but I mostly rewatch movies that I really like. Live, die, repeat is about how killing aliens is cool. That rocks. Whoa, yeah, like that's the, no, that's like the thematic right? Like killing. Not my point. Cool. The thing that I just got in the mail. Ah, this is an audio podcast, but I'm going to show them on video. I just got this in the mail. 
Ooh, I just got this. Ooh, nice. uh, I'm gonna rewatch this again nice. because they they took it off of streaming. It says it's on Paramount Plus, but it's not. It doesn't show up when you search it. Social Network. One of my fucking favorite maybe it's movies. It's on the Showtime tier. Yeah, oh, that's probably why you're you're too broke for the Showtime tier. Again, I can't use your. We Paramount have Plus Showtime it. on there. It doesn't show up when I search it with the account you gave me. So maybe that's not it. But you have to log in the Hulu first too. Oh no, it's all, no, it's on mind. Paramount it's Plus. Paramount. Ooh, it's on. Oh, it's on. Oh, it's in 4K now. Ooh. Point is, okay. I have it. I have it, cool. and it's like it's got extra stuff. It's got a whole other disc of extra stuff. Oh, a whole other Blu-ray disc. <laughs> a whole other Blu-ray disc of extra stuff. We won, guys. We won. Physical media will head. never die out. That's I'm true. This don't ever read the headlines. Don't read did the headlines. Did we say the name Best of the Buy. movie when you showed it to us? Yes, yeah, somebody I did. did. Social network. It's the social it's network. Social folks. network. Anyway, out of that to my network. iTunes list, and I will buy it for five dollars. Thematic yeah. resonance, bringing it back around. Mm-hmm. Full circles, guys. You cannot say that we're not a cohesive show here. I'll I'll, I'll send us off with a fun. We, go, we come back. I'll send us off with one last fun fact about the production of this movie. Okay? Do it. Okay, so give it to I this recently. Um, Tarantino, uh, he said that he would never shoot a movie in Europe again after shooting this because, um, he hired local crew for most of the production work. So like, you know, set design, stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. that was all done by like local European craftsmen and stuff like that. Um, and he would never, he said he'd never work with them again because everyone in the European crew insisted on doing everything in the metric system. And Tarantino is more of a foot guy. <laughs> That's it. Thanks we did it, guys. On, guys. <laughs> we did it. We, we did it. Slip him one actually, foot joke. I do want to just before we. I do want to toss it in there that I. It did surprise me when it happened. He did manage to get a foot in there when he <laughs> tests her shoe size. Went on to ch- test uh, Hammersmith's shoe size. I was proud of him. I was genuinely proud. proud of him for that. Yeah, your foot did too. Uh, fuck you, no, ew. But I'm. I can appreciate when someone. There's nothing wrong the with it. There is. If you like feet. Kill yourself. Official statement by the podcast. No, I'm I am, I'm going to disavow my co-host. Oh, this guy likes feet. This guy fucking likes feet, folks. Look, all I can say is the out. only person I've ever known who admitted to me that he had a foot fetish was also in a heap of file. So um those two are unrelated. Good. Doesn't look good for feet, folks. That, that doesn't look good yeah. for you guys. Yeah, he was a, he was he he was he I was 18 and he went to he, he was 18 and he went to prom with a 14 year old. Oh he wow. Was, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, he went and he was still allowed to graduate from my high school. Wow. That's that rough. happened. My high school just had a policy where it's like as uh, freshmen and juniors, freshmen and sophomores can't go to prom unless an upperclassman asks them. Yeah. And I thought that meant a junior can take a sophomore, you know, because yeah, a 16-year-old and a 17-year-old, who cares? Yeah. I didn't think the rule applied to seniors taking freshmen. And yet, and yet, yeah. They were two. I knew two girls uh from school. One of them, both of them. Who throughout high school dated twenty somethings? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, it Man, happens. And they were the Florida water. <laughs> they were the hottest girls in that school, the That's hottest ones stuff. by far. And they both dated twenty somethings, and it was so fucking gross. It was so weird. And let me tell you, all the fellas were mad about it. They're like, oh, why They're can't like, I, why be can't I be twenty six? You would fuck me if I was twenty six. Yeah, basically, because teenage boys are stupid. Uh, but there you go. That's That's, true. I uh, was we, a teenage boy once. We start the show condemning Hamas. We end the show on a febophilia. What better way to podcast, folks, about movies than 
<laughs> then it'll be it's on good. three different tangents. You're That's right. That's right. And they're not problematic in the slightest. Thank you, Sam, very much for coming on. It was great having you. It was very good to have somebody who knows anything about the movie we're talking about. That's not that. Sure. I just want to let everybody know, not a guarantee. Very likely that tangents will continue, especially because we will not always have someone who knows stuff. Yeah. But we're doing our best. I, that's a good premise for a podcast. It's like you bring you, you, you guys refuse to watch the movie in question and you're just you keep badgering this poor this poor person who's telling you about their favorite um, movie. They have to sell us the movie. Why now? Now why should I watch Captain Marvel? There you go. <laughs> we'll do that I as a special. The worst movies. We'll do that as a special on a monthly basis. We'll get some schmuck to come sell us the worst movie possible that we will not watch. Usually, that's me. That's yeah, me now, you. Now these Eternals is that in reference to the runtime? <laughs> <laughs> I love just, just going, going stand up. Yeah, that, that, that's, it's a, it's that's how you sell it. It's it's Jiminy Glick's movie minute. <laughs> it'll it'll do it'll do gang. That's a great sports. joke if anyone knows who Jim knows who Jiminy Glick is. Do y'all know who Jiminy Glick is? Absolutely not. Martin Short's no. Martin Short's best character by a country mile. In what? Uh, it's it's just a character he would do. I don't know for what. Oh, like in stand up. No, it, yeah, it's uh, no. He would. It was like a TV. He would do like TV specials as this guy. Oh, okay, I, I asked because I don't guy. know who the fuck Martin Short is. Sorry, you don't know who Martin Short is. I don't, don't, don't kill me. Jesus. I don't know who he played is. Jack Frost in Santa Claus Three: The Escape Clause. Three. There you go. Now yeah. I know who he is. I've seen that. Yeah, um, you've anyway. seen that, but you. I've seen the oh Santa God. Claus movies when I was a kid, and I have a for some reason a distinct, specific image of Jack Frost from the third one. I knew exactly who he was talking about when he said it. I had a clear image in my mind, which is very Frosted rare. I can't I can't do the rotated glass apple of in my mind thing. So and a cookie. I know him I, now. I, I have never seen this movie. I don't know what the hell you guys are referencing. We have to watch, uh, that's our Christmas I know it's special. Not good. That's We're gonna watch the Santa it. Claus movies. No. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. You're and watching J- the Jiminy... Friday the thirteenth movies right now. You can't do I'm, yourself I'm a favor. Go watch some Jiminy some Jiminy Glick. Uh some Jiminy Glick clips um it's it's funny every time and then look up tweets of people imagining jiminy glick uh bits like someone imagined one with him interviewing elon musk now you bought a website where everyone hates you why i can i and i can i can hear i can can see that that. yeah that's how i know him that's great good homework i've 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 given both of you a wonderful afternoon thank Thank you you. for having me on (laughs) of course uh if do you have anything you want to like you want to like plug or anything like that? The uh, website I wrote for is uh, bankrupt, so uh, you can go read my articles on archive if you want to. Um, <laughs> read his articles. There you go. Yeah, go. I'm gonna, go back go and read my reviews of multiple mid-range wireless earbuds. I there you think go. I Inform job. yourselves, folks. Earbuds to yeah, listen guys. to the movies you watch on your phone. <laughs> Full circle. Get the AirPods. They got the Dolby in them. Get the AirPods. Full circle. You can't say I don't make it relevant to the subject. <laughs> relevant. Okay. I think we're, it's fine. It's close enough. I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, you guys.